0: Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation.
1: Welcome again to Shouts of Grace Radio. This is Pastor Keith Radke here with Pastor Steve Pearson. We're going to talk today about diligence. In our Live Wise series, we're going to be taking a look at Proverbs 13.4, but here is the Webster's definition of the word diligence. Steady, earnest, and energetic effort. Persevering application. Hmm. Hmm. That's kind of a tough word right there. What does it mean to be diligence? Well, there you go to have steady, earnest, and energetic effort, basically to work hard at something, to work steady, to persevere, and to not give up. We're going to talk about diligence. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 4, and let me turn there real quick, says, The soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing, while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. Pastor Steve, that is a challenge for us to get our act together.
2: That's right. You know, it, it, it's, it's interesting, Keith, because you and I live in a, in a day and age where, um, you know, we, society expects a lot of things to be handed to them, right? I mean, we're, we're definitely living in the age of entitlement. You know, um, we've got a whole generation of people coming up that, that frankly, you know, have are being trained by video games and, mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the idea of working out in the, you know, the, the back 40 and kind of, kind of, you know, getting up at the crack of dawn and going and doing your chores and feeding the feeding the animals and then going to school and coming home and plowing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Th- those days are gone, at least yeah. to where we live. I mean, yeah. maybe in some places they exist and in its place is this idea that somehow the world and society owes people something and so let's sit back and wait for it, you know? And and when you take that physical, you know, reality and you transpose that spiritually, um, this verse has some has some haunting suggestions, mm. right? When it says that the soul, so we're speaking of the of the, the, the inner psuche, person the inner person, yeah. that the soul of man craves. So there's he's making an acknowledgement. There's something inside of a person, the soul that craves, right? But the soul of a man, when he craves and he's not diligent, he gets nothing. In other words, you can crave, I can be hungry all I want until I get up off of the couch and I walk over to the white box, open up the door and stuff my face. (laughs) I'm not going to get anything. So I could sit there and be hungry. I could complain about it. I'm so hungry. Until I get up and go do something about it. And the Proverbs is very practical. And so we, un, so our listeners understand what we're not talking about here is, is some statement of salvation that, that I gotta right. go earn and get it on, you know, get, get, get my spiritual guru on and get it going. He's not saying that. He's saying, listen, when the rubber meets the road, practical, you know, Christianity and spirituality, Keith, is if, if God has placed in my heart eternity and there is this craving, and I don't do anything about it, mm. I don't satisfy that with him, mm. then I'm going to get nothing. But if I'm diligent, if I work hard, if I, if I pursue God, right? right. We call, there's this fancy theological term we call vivification. It's, it's this idea that I'm pursuing God, I'm putting on Christ, I'm going for it with yeah. everything that's in me, then I'm guaranteed I will be fulfilled or made fat. It's a life work. My mother used to say this when we
1: were growing up, and I always scratched my head because I was like, what are you saying? But whenever we were caught in moments where we wanted something and expected it just because we wished for it, that it would be given to us, she would say, if wishes were horses, then beggars would ride <laughs> and I'd be like, that does not help me. What are you saying? <laughs> now I get it. You know, yeah. if wishes were horses, then everybody would have a horse. That's you know, right. if, if we would say it this way, if wishes were a Ford Mustang, everybody would drive in a Ford Mustang, right? <laughs> you, you, you know, wishing does not work. It's working that works. It's working that returns uh, a profit on that investment of energy, of time, of labor, even of resources. And, and yes, the challenge, man, with technology you know, video games have replaced the playground and the skate parks. Mm. You know, Netflix has replaced relationship building. You know, all of these different things in our culture, Facebook, show, social media, that's our connection to the outside world for so many people. Mm. And and that presents a challenge for preaching the gospel, but it just presents a challenge in life. I mean, how many companies struggle with, with finding good work because people walk in and they put their feet up on the desk during the interview and they say, so... What are my benefits? You know, yeah. what are you going to do for me? And then yeah. the company's like, wait a minute, this is the other way around. You do something for us and we'll yeah. pay you back. So how do we in the spiritual, in our spiritual development, because we're talking about the inner person, the soul, how do we rightly balance uh, what we believe to be the work of grace of God's work of salvation in our lives with the diligence required to live a godly life, to live an exemplary life? We are... To pursue things with diligence, with energy, how do how do we how do we balance that out, Pastor Steve?
2: Well, I think that's a that's a great question. Um, what I would say, what I would start would be something that um, that Paul actually references in the book of Philippians when he's talking about um, my responsibility to. Work out my own salvation with Mm. fear and trembling for it's a God who's at work in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. So when we talk about, you know, the 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 salvation experience with God, God is placed in me hmm. this will and this desire to work from not for what he's given right. and 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 i think you do need to make that distinction because people can easily cross that line and think well i'm gaining favor by by being diligent in my faith in hmm. my reading in my pursuit of christ right and no it's it's working from and not for and so how that how that practically would would play out is listen if if i am you know Pro, proverbs 15 um Sorry, I just totally lost my place here. Proverbs chapter 15, um, verse gosh, I totally lost it. Anyway. It's okay. It's there. <laughs> it's there, Go exactly. Ahead. You know about yeah, that. Yeah, the one, new right? <laughs> Steve version. Go ahead and quote it. <laughs> but um, but it talks about when a man is slothful, he falls into a deep pit. Okay. Um and, and and I think there's something that needs to be said here, Keith. When I'm saved, it is then a responsibility I've been given to be diligent and working out that salvation right in other words god empowers me but god doesn't live the life necessarily for me he's not gonna he's not gonna if, if if i've got a choice to get on social media for two hours or read my bible for two hours god's not gonna force me and say you're going to read your bible for two hours there's there's this thing he's infused within us to say you can pursue with diligence yes. me and you will be fat. And yeah. that's the work we're talking about mm-hmm. that he's placed in us, um, as our responsibility. If I'm lazy about it, right? I'll crave all day long. And people, I mean, people understand this. I've understood this where I scratch my head going, God, why am I dry? Why am I dry? And then God will bring me back to this reality. Well, let me ask you this, Steve. Are you a Mary or a Martha right now? Mm. You know, are you, are you doing what Mary did and sitting before my feet, that one thing that's needful that will never be taken away? Or are you busy about my quote unquote father's business, which ends up being your business, and, and you're just distracted and you're upset like Martha was? I mean, there's times, Keith, where, where we need to sit and just hear from God. And and I'm going to be honest with you this, you know, I, I shared this with our congregation last Sunday. I was convicted by this because the days of me getting up at four in the morning and really just going down and pouring out my heart before God and listening, you know, in prayer and writing things down and stuff, those were, those were a long time ago, bud, and, mm. and and God convicted me with that because I've been so busy with planting the church and so busy with different things, I forgot this one thing yeah. is needful. Stop yeah. it. Sit down and listen because if I don't do that, Keith, I'm going to fall apart.
1: Yeah, last episode we were talking about the Proverbs 31 woman who gets up early in the morning and she sets some priorities. Things are being done. Things are, are happening because – She's made it a priority. Mm. And I think of my wife, she gets up early in the morning and she spends time in the word and, and you're absolutely right. There's seasons of life where like my best times of the Lord were in those quiet disciplines of just spending time with him. And let's be honest, it's a work. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Rest is a work. You know, was, work. Uh, Pastor David Jeremiah, I was listening to him earlier this morning and he was talking about how hard it is just to get quiet just to get away from all the noises and all the distractions that we're used to and to tune into the Lord in a place of silence. So it is it is so important for us to to do that. What are some of the other things? You know, we're talking about quietness, time with the Lord. What are some of the other things that we should be working on with diligence, that we should be um, definitely applying ourselves, maybe some effort, some sweat equity to being those those kind of people?
2: Well, I you know we're actually um, last week um, you know I was up at a retreat um, for Risen Life and in, and in, um, in Redemption Hill, and one of the things the theme was holiness, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 one of the things that I spoke on was this idea that that we all understand what it means to be holy, right? There's the positional holiness, but then there's the practical holiness, which is a which is a process, right? And and one of the things I talked about is how oftentimes God will come to us and He'll convict us, right? And and our response will be an acknowledgement. Yeah, 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 I need to do that. But then I don't I don't follow through mm, with it, right? Follow and through. I don't I don't follow through with it. And so I think one of the areas of being diligent is God speaks to us all the time. He speaks to us about our lives through other people. And and when God speaks, I don't think God wants to waste his voice falling on deaf ears. He he wants us to be diligent. To respond to what he says, and if we do that, Keith, I can tell you this: just being diligent, listening, and acting upon the voice of God, our lives will start to reflect something very mm, different. Mm. Rather than saying, "Yeah, I acknowledge that" or whatever, and then we walk away from the mirror, we don't do anything about it, and six months later, a year later, two years later, there it is again, and and we're back in that same spot. And so, diligence in hearing and obeying God would be, you know, at at the top of my list.
1: Hearing and obeying, that is important. I've grown up in in Christian culture my whole life. You know, I I gave my life to the Lord at a very young age, grew up in a Christian home. and, And one of the things that I've noticed more prevalent now than ever is the disconnect between the number of Bible studies, radio programs, Christian content that people are consuming, and how it actually works out in their life. And Mm. I think the connection is obedience and, and the bridge between hearing and obeying is something called faith. Mm. If I really believe that what I'm hearing from God's word, however it's delivered to me is true, then the right response, the natural response will be one of obedience. And Jesus put it this way. This is a challenge for us. If you love me, you will obey my commands. And, and people are like, well, that's legalistic. Well, is it? If Jesus said, hey, the fruit, the evidence of genuine faith that, that is producing love for God, that there's going to be an obedience factor. I'm going to actually do what Jesus said to do. Not because I have a heavy burden or a guilt trip I'm placing on myself, but as Paul would say that the, the, the commands of the Lord are not burdensome. It's, it's Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. To follow Jesus and to obey him, to trust God's word is not a burden. You find and you experience great freedom in that obedience. So let's go from hearing to obeying and bridging that with faith.
0: You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airways with good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation.
1: Hard stuff, Pastor Steve, to be Diligent mm-hmm. in the keeping and the developing of our soul, our inner person. Uh, early in, in the broadcast, Pastor Steve, you used the word suke or psyche um, for the soul. The Greek uses that mm-hmm. and, and it transliterates between the Hebrew and the Greek, the Old and the New Testament. Um, we're talking about the inner person. You know, I can't see it, but it's you. Right, It's who Steve is. It's who Keith is. It's who you are uniquely that we are not um, just capable of doing everything right and everything perfect from the get-go. We are broken by sin. We need a Savior. Jesus Christ is the only way for not just our lives to be better, because we don't want to minimize the gospel to that, for our lives to be completely changed, completely transformed. Now there's a work that takes place a work of sanctification a work of holiness growing in our life and and the soul everything of our of our emotions everything of our personality has to be engaged in that That's right. and and faith is the platform and, and 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 I said it right before our break that we can hear the word of god we can hear the truth and we know that we need to obey it what is the connector i think it's faith it's really believing And taking God at his word, it's, it's going from believing in God for my salvation and now believing in God to work out my salvation Hmm. in my life. And, and I think for a lot of us, we don't need more education. We don't need more information. That's right. We need to start believing. That's right. And then obeying what we've heard.
2: That's right. You know, last January, um, I looked in the mirror and I thought, oh my, I am just completely out of shape. Um, now i I read books you know um on how to eat, and I read books on exercises and and Keith, not one of those things changed the contour of my body, not one of them and and I read them right i I realized I gotta start making a habit and yeah. being diligent here, yeah. and so I started going to the gym and I started actually applying what i read about eating right and how to eat and Mm -hmm. and as a result you know now we're you know eight months nine months later um i'm about 22 pounds lighter my 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 body is completely changed and, and I'm looking at a different person and and what it took along the way was this diligence I had an out of shape body that I needed to be diligent I had a purpose okay I need to work on mm-hmm. this part of my body and 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 as I did that over a period of time it didn't happen I didn't go work out one time and go oh man I don't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger I quit <laughs> right it was something that I did over a period of time and now I look at it and I can see the results yeah how much more when the soul's out of shape right how much more when a person is, is looking in the mirror of God's word and what they're seeing is something in every area of their life that is sagging and dragging and they're just getting depressed and they're like, God, how do I fix this? Going to church and opening up your Bible one time doesn't make the soul fat. It takes diligence. It takes this commitment over the long haul to say, look at if I'm off in my finances, I'm going to start working out on my finances. If I'm off in my love towards others, if I'm off in bitterness and anger, I'm going to start working out my Mm -hmm. spiritual muscles in those areas so that over time, six, eight, nine months, a year down the road. I'm looking in the mirror of God's word and I'm seeing a reflection of something way different. Mm. And I think what happens is people get super discouraged when they start going to church and they don't see his radical transformations overnight and they forget this idea of diligence. You keep going and God will change the perception that you have of yourself.
1: Yeah, again, we're talking from Proverbs 13 four, the soul of the sluggard craves and get nothing. Well, the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. Where do you find yourself lacking? Where do you realize and recognize? Hey, I've been lazy in this area. I have not put in the work. I've not put in the effort to be diligent in that thing. You're going to begin to see the return. You're going to begin to see the reward. And uh, you know, I've I've been with a personal trainer, and one of the things that they said that they like to see in people more than than long workouts or hard workouts is showing up as consistently as possible. That's right. Like show up every day and do something for 20 minutes is a whole lot better than showing up once a week for an hour.
2: You're going right. to
1: get so much more done. It's the same with eating, it's the same with scripture reading, it's the same with loving our kids, loving our spouse. All of these things in life, the more we apply ourselves to grow in these areas and there it's all these it's all these it, it's this accumulation of a lot of little choices, right? That's right. Right? We're we're looking for the big leap. We're looking for for Even quick results, unfortunately, our culture, microwave, on-demand television, you know, all the rest. You know, we're looking for quick results. But God's not calling us to quick results. He's calling us to faithfulness and to diligence. Just do a little bit today. Do a little bit today. Respond a little bit today to God. Listen to his voice a little bit more today, and you'll see it all adds up. And next thing you know, if we're going to speak of it in, in, in economic terms, you've got a spiritual life bank account filled with the reward of those little investments of diligence.
2: That's right. Earlier I had quoted that verse. It was actually Proverbs nineteen fifteen. Slothfulness casts into a deep sleep mm. is what it says. And an idle person will suffer hunger. And, and, and that's the part where, where I think when, when real life takes over, Keith, if I'm slothful in my marriage, I am going to fall into a deep sleep. Mm. In, in other words, slothfulness doesn't beget faithfulness. It is slothfulness begets sleep. Right when I start to work out here's the funny thing and you know it's when you start to work out and eat right physically You start to shy away from the things that that you used to hunger. You don't want the same sweets. You don't want because you see the damage that they do. But when you're just completely invested in it, there's a slothfulness that puts you to sleep concerning those things. And you just gorge yourself. Spiritually, it's the same way. When I start to invest in my marriage or if I start to invest in in my service to God, if I start to invest in the character, you know, uh, reconstruction of my life and I'm doing those things those things beget a health inside of me that begets even more health, right? And and, and slothfulness does the other thing. It just puts me to sleep concerning those things. And so God's God's serious about this, Keith. When we talk about working out our own salvation with fear and trembling, this is what he's saying. There's a diligence and a work behind Christianity, not for, but from. And if I neglect that work, Keith... I will be a lazy, slothful, spiritual person that will scratch my head going, why don't I love God the way I should? Remember, God will come towards us as we come towards Him, right? And, and I think that's yeah. something that we, you know, we, we don't collide justification with sanctification. They're two. There are two works. Justification is a work of God, completely by God, right? Something he does to make us right. But sanctification is something that that we participate in the act of becoming yes. holy. We, we have to, right? We have to let God. I mean, we have to let God do what he wants to do. And I think that's what Colossians is saying is let the word of God dwell yeah. in you richly. Yeah. You mean I don't have to let it dwell in me? Yeah, you can ignore him, right? That's right. So, so those are things that are our responsibility.
1: Yeah. Here's the epitaph of the sluggard from Proverbs chapter 21 verse 25 the hmm. desire of the slugger kills him for his hands refuse to labor so you could say here lies the slugger he refused to work but then 25 <laughs> says all day long he craves and craves but the righteous gives and does not hold back hmm. here's what it's saying when you are adding to your faith diligence isn't that what peter says hmm. adding to your faith diligence and to diligence knowledge and all these other things he says, "Add to the, build on your faith, build up your soul, build up your inner person by the grace and with the truth of God, you eventually have such a reservoir of blessing in your life that now you can give. Mm. You can give to people, and it's not always money. The righteous give and do not hold back, it's advice, it's wisdom, it's experience. It's saying, hey, let me help you with your finances. Hey, let me give you some ideas in your marriage. Hey, let me show you the richness of God's word. Let me teach you how to pray. Let me give you some examples of how to pray. All of a sudden, the righteous person, the person who is being diligent at building their faith, now they are giving and giving and giving. You become a contributor. Instead of a taker who feels entitled, you are a giver. And now people are looking to you and they're relying on you for blessing. They're relying on you for guidance because they see your life and they say, wow, what do they have that I don't have? How did you become so successful? And they'll tell you it's tiny steps, tiny steps of adding diligence to our lives and failing, but getting back up, Mm -hmm. learning and growing and ultimately putting God first, making him the ultimate priority. Pastor Mm -hmm. Steve, got about a minute left. Wrap it up for us, sir.
2: Yeah, I would say this. A lot of times people people think, Gosh, things are so bad. I've become so slothful. Where do I even start? Right? That's what I that's what I saw when I looked in the mirror. Where do I even start? You know what? You start. You just That's start right. on day one and you start taking an inventory. Maybe you got to sit down with a piece of paper and say, God, show me the show me the the bad condition of my soul and, and where I need to start paying attention and being diligent. And you write it down and you start you put a regimented spiritual workout together and you start paying attention and God will give you the power to do it. But you got to start. You have to start, Keith.
1: That's right. Practical guidance from the book of Proverbs for living wise in our everyday lives. Pastor Steve, this is our 50th episode of Shouts of Grace Radio. We've been diligent.
2: (laughs) Almost. Almost a year.
1: (laughs) Almost a year. God bless you. We look forward to being with you again on our next episode.
0: Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio. Practical Conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. That's ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. At ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastors Steve and Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church located in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.